Hello and welcome to another episode of Vipers Voices. I'm Brian Murgatroyd and in this episode we speak with head coach James Foster as the distance to the side's first match of the tournament can be measured in hours rather than days or weeks. Quite a bit has changed since we last spoke to James on the podcast with new additions to the Vipers squad and James gives us the lowdown on how that squad is shaping up ahead of its opening match of the DP World ILT20 against the Sharjah Warriors at the Dubai International Stadium on Sunday, January the 15th. He also provides us with some insights into his philosophy as coach. And incidentally, if you want to go along to the match, tickets are still available and they can be bought by the Platinum List website and app. It's a great chat with James then, so let's hear what he has to say. James is delighted at the way the Desert Vipers squad has shaped up with the inclusion of the four UAE players, Rowan Mustafa, Ali Nazir, Ronak Panoli and Shiraz Ahmed, providing the icing on what is potentially a very tasty cake indeed. Yeah, I think we've got a quality squad. I think the new additions have really strengthened it. We've got a big squad, we've got a squad of 20, we've got a lot to choose from. I feel like we've got a lot of options. And the quality and depth of that squad is likely to be tested as the Vipers are the last side to start the group stage and the first to finish, meaning 10 matches in 21 days. It might sound daunting, but James is confident that his experience, together with that of his backroom staff and a host of senior players, will mean it's something that won't derail the campaign. I'm a huge believer in players being mentally and physically fresh. The amount of cricket that we've got, a lot of our fixtures we're on, off, on, off, on. But these guys have been around a long time, they know what they're doing. And also in addition to that, we've got a huge squad. So if we need to sort of plug and play, if we need to rotate, we've got those options too. And after so long in the planning, James is thrilled the start of the Desert Vipers campaign is almost upon us. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about it. Honestly, it's been such a big sort of lead up into this tournament. Back in July, I think, God, oh, we're ages away and now we're here. You know, I've been here for quite a long time already. Guys are starting to come in, just ready and just excited. That's all to come as we chat with head coach James Foster here on Vipers Voices. Let's hear from James then, and he started off by telling us how long it's taken to get to the stage we're at now, where the tournament is on the cusp of getting underway. Well, to be fair, I've been prepping for quite a long time. Myself, Tom and, and, and all the team with, with Phil, we've been busy on it for months. So it's, um, I mean, a lot of preparation has gone into it and it is just great to be here. And, and you know, not, not long since it's all kicking off. We've had sort of half the group with us for the first sort of four or five days. And it's great to have them around, introduce them to Dubai, into this great setup that we've got here at the J Resort. And now there's a huge, uh, sorry, big contingent coming through now. All the guys from Big Bash arrived, West Indian boys, so we're pretty much at a, a full capacity. And do you feel ready? Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been preparing for Sunday's first ball against the Sharjah Warriors? And probably since when I got asked to sort of get involved back in July. So yeah, we've been in regular dialogue, looking at squads, looking at preparation, 
hotels, etc., etc. So, um, and obviously, we then had the signing of the UAE players last month. So, yeah, we've been in, <laughs> we've been well prepared. How much of your preparation for Sunday will focus on what your team can do, and how much will focus on what the Sharjah Warriors can do? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good question. It's um, it's always that balance. I mean, you've got to re- remind yourself, sorry, you've got to remind your team and also the players individually what their strengths are. 100% that. You can't worry, be too fixed on the opposition, but in the same breath, you need to do your, your planning and you need to do your due diligence and just uh, make sure we're fully aware, fully prepared. But then ultimately, it's about going out there and delivering your skill set to the best of your ability. Coach, since we last spoke for the Vipers Voices podcast in late November, there have been a few squad changes. You've lost Ben Duckett to England duty. You've picked up former Sri Lanka captain Dinesh Chandimal as his replacement as a utility batter and wicketkeeper. In have come young Sri Lanka fast bowler Matisha Patirana, Scotland left arm spinner Mark Watt, Surrey fast bowling all-rounder Gus Atkinson and Warwickshire left arm wrist spinner Jake Lintott. And you've also secured your four UAE players. That's all-rounder Ali Nazir, top order batter and slow left armer Ronak Panoli, off spinning all-rounder Rohan Mustafa and left arm seamer Shiraz Ahmed. How are you feeling about all those changes and additions? Yeah, I think we've got a quality squad. I think the new additions have really strengthened it. Obviously, it's a shame that Ben couldn't be here, but his progression has been great to see. And, you know, you, you select players and as a franchise, whilst you'd obviously love them to be here, but you're in the same breath, you're absolutely delighted that their games continue to grow and getting that England recognition and playing all formats. So it's, you know, hats off to Ben. If Chanamel's come in, what a performer he's been over the years. Great man, a lot of experience, huge leadership with him sorry, leadership that comes with his package. And then all the other bowls there, you mentioned that we've like, we got a big squad. We've got a squad of 20. We've got a lot to choose from. I feel like we've got a lot of options. Um, the UAE players you mentioned there, been involved with Ronnie before um, and with Shiraz in T10. You know, fully aware of their capabilities. Hadn't seen much of Ronak and Ali and been very impressive with what I've seen so far. How have the four UAE players slotted into the wider group of overseas players? Yeah, good. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, we've, we haven't had the full quota of players here, so it's actually been quite nice to be able to get them in a smaller setup to begin with. You know, we've had a few get-togethers already, obviously a few training sessions as well. Um, they've fitted in absolutely perfectly. You've got all four spin varieties covered with Jake Lintot, Mark Watt, Rowan Mustafa and Sri Lanka leg spinner Winindu Hasaranga all in the Desert Vipers squad. Can you see a scenario where all four or even three might play in the same side? Yep, absolutely. I mean, as with all these things, you, you do your preparation, you have a look at the opposition and you have to have a look at the strength that we all have. Um, also, you need to get a balance with your side, but then... You need to assess what the conditions are going to be like and maybe they might change as the tournament goes on. So absolutely, there's a chance that quite a lot of spinners can play. You're going to miss Wanindu Hasaranga at the very start of the tournament as he's on Sri Lanka duty in India. He's the world's number one men's T20i spinner. How much of a blow is that? Or are you content you've got the resources to cover his absence? Yeah, so it looks like Hass is just going to miss the first game. As you mentioned there, we've got some quality spinners to, to fill in his position. You know, we're absolutely thrilled with our spin stocks that we have at the Desert Vipers, 100%. And then when Hasaranga comes in there, obviously he's not just his bowling, 
his overall package with his batting and his fielding and his leadership and his knowledge. So it'll be great to have him when he arrives. You've got the sort of headache at the top of the order that all teams want, as you've got three top-class opening batters, but obviously only two spots available. There's Adam Lythe, who was explosive for both Yorkshire and the side you coached in the 100 last year, the Northern Superchargers. Then there's Alex Hales, a T20 World Cup winner at the start of the winter and a player in fine form for the Sydney Thunder in the Big Bash in Australia. And this Captain Colin Munro, of course, someone else in good form at the top of the order, this time for the Brisbane Heat in Australia. Like I said, it's a nice problem, but how do you solve it? <laughs> good question. It's, um, it's something that myself, Colin and Moods will, will get together and we'll sort of start shaping up what we think is the right lineup for our first game. As you touched on, it's a great headache to have. You know, we've got quality performers there. Yes, there is an opportunity that we can fit us all in, fit those guys all in. Um, but again, you need to look at the balance, make up of your side, and we'll make a call from there. Will it be you and Colin Munro who'll pick the 11s, or will there be input from others? Oh, yeah, definitely input from Tom. And no doubt there'll be some senior players and other coaching staff that you'll, you'll lean on. But effectively, it'll come down to myself and Colin. Since we last spoke, Colin's been appointed captain. What was your thought process along with Tom Moody in making that appointment? Well, when we looked down the list, Colin really jumped out at me. It really did. Through various other franchise tournaments, I've always enjoyed the conversations that we've had around cricket. And I feel, you know, he's one of the most experienced franchise players there is out there. You know, he's been there, done that. Um, he's probably played more teams than all of us put together. And I feel it's the really, really good time for him and his career to be taking on this new challenge and it's something which is absolutely thrilled about. Let's look at the side's fixtures. You're the last of the six teams to start the tournament and you'll face a Sharjah side that will have played the previous day. Is that an advantage as it means you can get the feel of how the tournament's going and it will allow you to spot any trends developing? It'll also give you a look at how Sharjah's setting up and to see if Dew will be a factor. Or is it a disadvantage as it could see you undercooked in comparison to your first opponents? What do you think? Um, I don't think it'll be a disadvantage. Um, you know, we've been well prepared. We've got a practice game coming up soon. You know, there's pros and cons with starting at the beginning or um, or being maybe like the third game into the tournament. So um, there's absolutely no problems with that from our side. You also finish the group stage first out of all the teams, meaning you'll play your 10 group matches in just 21 days. Do you see that as tough or is there a positive to be had as it would mean you'd get a longer break to recharge before the finals if you get through? Yeah, look, I mean, it is, it's definitely a challenge. But, you know, guys are fully aware fiction lists have been out for a long time. Then it's then down to us as a support staff to make sure we get that balance of training and recovery right. I'm a huge believer in players being mentally and physically fresh. And we've got experienced campaigners. They'll know if they need to train in some of these days off. I mean, as you mentioned, the amount of cricket that we've got, a lot of our fiction we're on, off, on, off, on. But these guys have been around a long time. They know what they're doing. And also, in addition to that, we've got a huge squad. So if we need to sort of plug and play, if we need to rotate, we've got those options too. I mentioned you. What's your expectation in that regard? Yep, the, I'll be amazed if there isn't any due. You know, being over over here for a few times is always due. But if it's a small amount or a lot, it's something which we'll be fully aware of. Our bowlers will be fully prepared with that. And again, they've had experience with with wet balls. 
There seems to be a real buzz around the group. Have you felt it too? Or was that just to be expected at the start of the tournament and you'd be disappointed if it wasn't there? Well, it, it, there is a really nice buzz around the group. Absolutely. Um, I think the setups that we've got um, training at ICCA and also training here at the J Resort, and we're in a phenomenal setting. We're in Dubai, a great hotel. So everyone's loving it. Absolutely. We've just had a new injection of new players as well, just arrived today. They're going to bring energy with themselves. So I think a lot of guys just really just excited about starting and and everyone's ready to go um, and fully prepared. We've got a few more training sessions. I mentioned we've got the training game and then maybe one more before uh, the, our first match. How much should we read into the warm-up game against the Gulf Giants in terms of selection, roles and even the result ahead of that first match against Sharjah? For me, I always find with um, warm-up games, just an opportunity for the guys just to come together and just that a lot of these guys wouldn't have necessarily played together before. Yes, some have, but it's just getting that understanding, that feel also in the field, <clears throat> understanding which people might be fielding in which positions. I wouldn't read overly too much in the selection. Yes, there is obviously, there will be, um, we're looking maybe to play 12, maybe 13, but it's just an opportunity for guys to get out there, play some cricket, come together as a side, opportunity for Collins to work with his bowlers um, and take it from there. How are you feeling? Confident, nervous, exhilarated or a bit of everything? Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about it. Honestly, it's been such a big sort of lead up into this tournament. Back in July, I think, God, we're ages away and now we're here. I've just been absolutely delighted. The family came over um, pre-Christmas. They've unfortunately gone back for school uh, because they've got school. So, you know, I've been here for quite a long time already. Guys are starting to come in just ready and just excited. And, you know, I've, I'm so fortunate that the, the support staff that we've got here is so experienced, been there, done that. So it's a very exciting time and also a huge opportunity, opportunity for myself with growth and also for the players to be bouncing ideas off new people and um, adding to their own games. Were you a nervous player? I don't seem to remember that, but uh, how is it for you now as a coach when you can't control events on the field as you could when you played? Yeah, I mean, as a player, I like to be quite relaxed. But yeah, no doubt, you know, there's always a little bit of nerves. There's, I don't know many players who didn't have nerves. But as a coach, for all of me, it's just like the preparation that you put in, making sure that you do whatever you feel is the right thing in the balance of your side, so understanding the pulse of the group. And then ultimately it's down to them. You know, I, what I love about coaching is that I get to sort of almost live in their shoes in a way because they're playing against quality opposition. They are quality players against quality opposition on great grounds, great surfaces, great stadiums. So I, I, I absolutely love it. You know, when I first got into coaching, when I finished playing, it's always been such a buzz and I'm sitting there and watching the game. But um, yeah, it's completely down to the players. Once you're in there, yes, you might have a few tactical thoughts here and there with maybe who might go into bat at certain periods of time or you pass on your advice to your skipper. But yeah, it's really for me, it's just really enjoying the opportunity. How important is the side's start? Do you have to find a balance between wanting the players to do well in match one without putting too much pressure on them to make the ideal start? After all, the tournament won't be won in the first match, will it? Absolutely. I mean, I've been in various sides where you got off to a flyer, then maybe you might have slowed up for a bit or you might lose your first game, then all of a sudden you get in a roll. So it's, it's, it's one of those things, you want to win every single game that you play. But the reality is that always going to happen? Maybe not. 
but it's just accepting that you know there's a process in place when you play the game put that process there and hopefully everything go well you win will you win every game as I touched on doesn't always happen like that but it's making sure that we're calm we keep trusting what we're doing keep backing ourselves and can you win it 100% James Foster positive on the prospects of the Desert Vipers in this first edition of the ILT20 And that wraps things up for this episode of Vipers Voices. As ever, please like and subscribe to make sure you get the very latest interviews and news from the Desert Vipers camp in the lead-up to the DP World ILT20. And a reminder that we'll also be giving you exclusive insider reaction after every Vipers match of the tournament, so please stay with us. And remember, you can also follow the Desert Vipers on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook too, as well as visiting the website at thedesertvipers.com. You can also buy tickets for all Desert Vipers matches online. Just look out for them through the Platinum List website and app. For now, though, this is Brian Murgatroyd, and as ever, thanks so much for listening.